0: aren't uh, familiar with me and with my ministry, um, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm not uh, Isaiah, Isaiah uh, 55. We're going to read our text that we've been reading um, for the past several weeks. Um, I, I want to give you all the disclaimer. I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a, your typical preacher. When I, After I got born again when I was 16, I got born again. My grandparents forced me to go to church, to a Mennonite church, I don't know if you all know who what the Mennonites are or what the Mennonites believe, but Mennonites are fairly conservative people. But this Mennonite church was a a, a spirit-filled Mennonite church. These people were filled with the Holy Ghost, so uh, they were dangerous. These people were dangerous, and. You know, some people, they think being filled with the Spirit is spooky. Um, it's, it's not spooky. It's necessary. We need the infilling of God's Spirit. Um, when God touches us, you know, I remember as a teenager when God touched me at that altar, something happened. I, I didn't understand the, 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 the might of God and the strength of God. I didn't understand that He was real. But when His presence fell on me at an altar in the Mennonite church, you know, I was, I was a rotten kid. That night, that first night, that, that night that I got born again, my grandmother dragged me to church. I got kicked out of school that day, and I hid from my grandmother at my friend's house. I was at my friend's house trying to keep away from having to go to church. We were getting high at my friend's house. We were smoking pot. We was getting high when my grandparents pulled up supernaturally. Now, my grandparents didn't know where I was. My grandparents didn't speak English. They're Puerto Rican, and uh So the Spirit of God revealed to them where I was, and they came to the house where I was at. My grandfather drove a Honda Civic. He could barely see over the steering wheel. You know, I used to make fun of him because he's bald-headed, and then I followed, you know, shortly after. But anyway, uh, I used I'll tell you, I used to have long hair. I I believe, I know y'all think I'm lying. It's, no, it's true. I really did, And I used to be skinny. I said bye-bye a long time ago. But anyway, um but my grand, my grandfather he honked the horn outside of that house of his little Honda Civic trying you know make, uh, they they knew i was somewhere in the area well you know i'm 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 stoned and i'm not talking about people throwing rocks at me i'm 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 out of it and so i opened up the blind she's like i, I can relate amen but anyway i opened up the blind to look out the window and I think, I'm, I think I'm tripping. I think I'm seeing, because I'm like, so they laced this with something because I'm hallucinating. I'm seeing my grandparents, you know, in the driveway. And my, my friend confirmed it. He said, no, they're there. They're there. And so I... I, I they're there, they're there. Those kids, they're back there. Anyway, so they, they, uh, uh, I had to humble myself. It was humiliating to walk out of my friend's house We're here. We're having a party and go get in this little Honda Civic to go to church with my grandparents. So I end up going to church that night. When I show up to church, I'm in, because I was a heavy metal guy, long hair, skinny. I was lead singer in a heavy metal band and it wasn't meatloaf. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't meatloaf. I wasn't no meatloaf. It was, you know, and that night I had, I had spiked wristbands on with my leather jacket I remember I had my Kiss t-shirt. I had a, I'd gone to a Kiss concert. And um, uh, I threw my shirt up on, on stage. And Gene Simmons took, oh my goodness. <laughs> Baby, I told you we had one come out recently. Baby Inez. <laughs> so wonderful. Oh, Joe and Jess. Y'all have messed me up now. And she's gorgeous. You know, there's seats up here if y'all want to come sit. That way everyone can kind of, Jess is like, well, I might have to, that's okay, she'll be all right, you know, doesn't grieve, doesn't bother me any. So let me, let me, Joe, look at dad. He's already looking like a dad, isn't he? Ah, Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad you guys made it. And look, she's dressed for Easter, too. What? She looks gorgeous. Oh, goodness. Anyhow, so uh, I, I end up going to church that night, and I'm in my spike, you know, wristband, my, my leather jacket, my, my kiss T-shirt that um, I, I'd thrown my T-shirt up front and, and then uh, put my kiss T-shirt on, you know, I threw it up on the stage, and I never got it back. But uh, Gene Simmons that night, he, you know, he spits, you know, the guy that ah, sticks out his tongue spits blood. He had spit blood all over the place and he he, he wiped his face with the towel and he threw the towel into the, into the audience. And when he threw the towel into the audience, I got the towel. Well, I got jumped by about 17 people. So uh, when I started to lose grip of this nasty, slimy towel that's filled with stage blood, I, I just wiped it all over my shirt. And uh, my kiss, you know, concert t-shirt. And I let it go. And whoever, you know, someone at school ended up with it. I almost beat the snot off. But anyway, um, but, uh, uh, I had that shirt on and I, I, the blood was still smeared all over it, you know? And so I'm at church, you know, I'm like, you know, I just thought I was a bad guy. But that, that night, you know, the Lord touched me and he delivered me and, uh, and he set me on a journey to fulfill his purpose. Uh, he, he saved me. Amen. It, it was it was an awesome thing. So, uh, let's so let's read this. I, I I just wanted to give you a little bit of background for where I came from, because uh, uh, what you're going to hear today is a little unconventional. So don't freak out. That's the disclaimer. Uh, I, I. So Isaiah chapter 55, starting with verse six, it says this: Seek the Lord. Um, can you put it up there in the uh, English Standard Version? <clears throat> And You can read it up here. You can read it out of your uh, electric Bible. Seek the Lord, it says, while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Next verse. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. You know, God is, look, look at me. God is a good God. Say God is a good God. God is a good God, God, a good God and the devil is a bad devil. That's what you need to understand. Say this with me. Say, God, good. good. Devil, bad. bad. (laughs) It's really simple. (laughs) So God is good. The devil is bad, right? So God, good. Say, God, good. good. Joy, good. good. Is joy good? Absolutely. Healing, good. Right? Healing is good, isn't it? So healing, good. God, good. Uh, sickness, bad. Devil, bad. So, see, so it's it's really easy for us to identify the difference between what what is God and what is the devil, because the Bible says that God is good, and you know what else the Bible says? Every good and every perfect gift comes from God, and anything that we see is bad. I don't care. Listen, you know, Christians do. Thank you, Debbie. Christians, even though they're Christians, they do bad things. Well, I mean, I have anyhow, um, even as a believer, as a preacher, I've, I've told, I've told my church, uh, the, the stories of, uh, when I, when I first got born again, I had the worst temper, man. You have, you ever, I mean, I had a bad temper I would get angry at the drop of a hat. I'd get, I would road rage, man. People would be driving down the road and cut me off. I'd get so angry, I'd speed up, I'd cut them off, I'd stop them in the, in the road, I'd pound on their window, I would yell at them, but I wouldn't cuss because I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'd, I'd do everything else except for curse them out. And then I'd get back in my car and I'd feel terrible because I knew what I was doing was bad. I knew what I was doing didn't have its origins in the Word of God or in God. I knew that the the enemy had gotten the best of me. Now I'm not blaming the devil. I'm just saying that I yielded to the wrong spirit. I yielded to the wrong thing. I'd get back in the car, I would feel guilty. And all this, now listen, this isn't when I'm 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 a a teenager. This is after I started preaching. I'm a preacher. You know what my biggest fear was when I, when that would happen. My biggest fear was is that I'd get to church and I'd get up to preach and those people would be sitting in the congregation, and I would have to get up there and preach to those people and have to and and they'd have to. Uh, I'd be there exposed. My whole life. Experience. You know, sometimes we try to we try to make God bad because sometimes his people make bad choices because sometimes his people make bad decisions. Are y'all hearing me today? I think I think the church has has said a lot of stupid stuff I think we've acted a lot of stupid ways but you have to understand what 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 it is about see some some of you don't think that you fit into church because you have issues in your life because you go through struggles I don't know if you realize this or not but church is full the church is full of people that have struggles people that are hurting people that are trying to make it through life church isn't where perfect people come to have of a sanctuary churches where broken people come to, to find healing churches where people that are going through struggles and difficulties in life you know uh, if I gave some of the church members here a chance to tell their story uh, you know some of them they they struggled with uh, addiction they struggled they've struggled some of them still struggle yet with living and maintaining a lifestyle a free from addiction you know, sometimes we break an addiction to a drug or to some kind of chemical substance only to get an addiction to donuts. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me today? And sometimes when, sometimes when, when people come to church, I, man, I preached a great message the other day on, on uh, if I do say so myself, uh, I <laughs> preached a <laughs> I preach a great message about, about you know, people have this unrealistic expectation of church and of church people. But when you look at the Bible, you know, when you look at, at what what uh, in the New Testament, when you look in the New Testament, you know, uh, the Bible says that uh, Paul, Paul had to talk to the Corinthians about a, 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 a man and a woman that were, were having a sexual relationship with one another. And it was son and mother. I only pray to God it was a stepson and a stepmother. The Bible's not clear, but this was what was going on in the church. You know what? When we talk about what goes on in church, that's not the stuff we talk about. But the reality is, is that I think that most of us, most of us would find hope. most of us would understand that god loves us if we would if we would be real with one another and talk about the fact that you know what we're, we're all of us are facing issues in life god is good the devil is bad god is for you he is not against you it's the devil that wants to steal to kill are y'all hearing me today that's, that's why i'm trying to bring bring that verse back up bring that previous the verse Yet let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him for our God uh, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You know what? God is for you. God wants to help you. He wants to see you through the difficulties that you're facing in life. God's not mad at you. God's not trying to destroy you. Amen. God God wants to see to it that you fulfill the purpose that you were created for. Amen. You know, every one of you, when God created you, he created you with a purpose. God created you with a purpose in mind. God, God, you weren't born and God scratched his head and wondered, what in the world am I going to do with you? Right. I, I just met Lily's mom. Tell me your name again. Heather. When God created you, Heather, God didn't create you and be like, man, what am I going to do with Heather? No, before you were ever born, God said, you know what? I need this particular thing done. So I'm going to make me a Heather so I can get it done. And some people, they go through their whole lives never discovering the fact that God, when he fashioned them, when he formed them, when he created them, he created them to fit in an amen. See, some of you don't know it, but God brought you here. You thought you were coming uh, just to get someone off your back. You thought you were coming here just to, just to keep, you know, keep someone from bothering you to come to church anymore. But God sent some of you here so that you could discover that God, God didn't make a mistake when you were born. Your mama didn't make a mistake. Your daddy didn't make a mistake. You weren't a mistake. You were born because God had a purpose. And when God, when God had a need, he decided he was going to create you in order to to see to it that that need was met, that that need was fulfilled. And God brought you here so you could discover your purpose so that you could, so that you could begin on the journey of fulfilling God's plan for your life. You know, that's why Jesus came. Jesus came so that we could discover the purpose for which we, you know what? There's no greater fulfillment than understanding that you were created for a reason. That God doesn't have a bad plan for your life, but he has a good plan for your life. And the things that he wants to do through you are good. And even though you make poor decisions and you do bad things, God is still a good God. And he'll still do good through you if you'll trust him, if you'll believe him. See, we've got to, we've got to have, quit having unrealistic expectations about church and church people. Yeah, there are hypocrites in church, but there are hypocrites in the bar too. Hello? This whole idea that everyone that is in church ought to be perfect. Listen, are you kidding me? When people come to church, people in church aren't the cream of the crop people in church are the bottom of the barrel that's why we come that's why we come to church, because we, we, we are at our wits' end. We were at the very last rung of our life. We didn't know what to do. Everyone else had given up on us. Everyone else had abandoned us. Everyone else had deserted us. Everyone else had let us down. Listen, alcohol was unfaithful. Drugs were unfaithful. They only numbed me for a little while, but I still had to face the reality of my life. But when I came to, when I came to the house of God, He was there. I came to Jesus as I was. You know, when I said that prayer to accept Christ as my Savior, I was cussing in my prayer. Because that was the language that I spoke with. I was cussing at God. And you know what? Although there, and I know, listen, I know religion, religion is a terrible thing. Re, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking, you say, well, I thought you were religious. No, religion is man trying to relate to God. I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm not trying to reach God. What I'm trying to do is allow Him to reach deeper inside of me and make me more like Him. I was reading a, I was reading a meme. <laughs> remind, me, remind me about my prayer that I was praying, because I'm going to go back to that. I was reading a meme on uh, Facebook. Facebook. And it said this, it said, (laughs) it said that there's a, lots of church people were posting this because to them it sounded just exactly right. But it said this, it said, (sighs) you can be a Christian or you can be a homosexual but you can't be a Christian homosexual. Now, be, again, this is Easter, and here I am talking about this. I know right now some of you are cringing. What is he gonna say? Well, when I read that, I know there were lots of Christians that were sharing that and posting that. Christians. Mostly because I don't think they understand the price that Jesus paid. Now, let me, let me put a little bit different spin on it. Because there were some people that heard that and said, amen. I said, okay, so if that's true in that situation, let's just, let's just throw something else out there. You can be fat or you can be a Christian. But you can't be a fat Christian? I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> if it wasn't for Jesus, I'd probably be on my 600-pound life. you understand what I'm saying? I'd be arguing with Dr. Nalzardin about how I was dieting, but it just wasn't going you know, I I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing what you said, but you know, they might be cutting the side of my house out to get me out the, the side of the house. You know what? I'm a Christian that struggles with uh, his relationship with food. I did not get in this shape because I have I'm I have a dysfunction in my body. I am not big boned. I've I've already did, I've I've gone over this already at least three times this week. When I when I went on a 500 calorie a day diet for 30 days, I lost I lost over 50 pounds in 28 days. So I know good and well I'm not big boned because when all the fat was gone, my bones were nice and skinny. I remember I was standing in I was standing in front of the mirror during this diet, and I and all of a sudden these things started sticking out right here in my right here in my shoulders. There was these these, these thick things right here. And I was like, Annie. That's what I call my wife. I said, Annie, I said, look. I said, is there something wrong with me? She said, no, those are called bones. That's your collarbone. I said, it's been so long since I have even seen it, you know. I mean, it's been, because I don't know if you know this or not, but when you get fat, they disappear. They're not as pronounced, but I mean, there was this big divot. And I thought, maybe I need to go to the doctor. She said, no, you're fine. You're, fi- you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. How many of you know that, that to, to think that you can't be a Christian and struggle with sin is stupid? Well, you know, the Bible says, we know what the Bible says and none of us are doing it too good. It's, it's not that we don't try. It's not that we don't love God. It's that there's a, there's a devil that's bad and he's working against us to try to get us off course and to get us away from the only thing that will help us. You know, you know good and well after COVID the government ain't going to help you. When the government don't know what to do they're going to lock you up in your house. Well, praise the Lord. But you know where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom. There's liberty, Amen. Thank God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So let's read that scripture, and then I'm, I I know some of you are like, Oh my gosh, he's just starting. No, I'm I'm finishing. I just preached before I read. Turn to someone, and say God has a plan. He's got a good plan for your life. I'm gonna read this verse of scripture. I'm gonna say a couple more things when we're gonna. I know it's it's uh, we're we're going pretty quickly here. I don't want to keep you too long. I actually have to get in an airplane here in a little bit and fly to Ohio. Um, we're starting revival tonight uh, in Northwest Ohio. So it says uh, it goes. It, it says uh, let the wicked forsake his ways, etc. For he will abundantly pardon. God wants to pardon you. Next verse. For my thoughts, look what it says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Declares the Lord. God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Look what it says. For as as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Next verse. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, uh, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it what a good word what a good word did we did we, did we go on to the next verse oh thank you Marissa look what it says god's word he'll watch over to it, it says and, and this is what happens when you do the word of god for you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace glory to god hallelujah hallelujah the mountains and the hills before you shall break forth with singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. See, that's the kind of victory God wants you to live in. But you know what? We, 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 we have his word. And his word is what we need to be able to live in the freedom that comes with the goodness of God. Say this with me again. Say, God, good. God, good. Say, joy, good. Joy, good. Peace, good. Healing, good. Healing good. Freedom, good. Freedom good. Say devil bad. Devil, bad. Sickness, bad. Sickness bad. Disease, bad. Disease bad. Depression bad. Depression, bad. Anxiety bad. Anxiety, bad. God, is good. God is good. See it's easy for you to define. It's easy for you to define. Some of you like, is it the Lord that's putting me through this? I don't know. Is it good? All well, you, Brother Ziggy, Pastor Ziggy, you sure are trying to make it simple. It is simple. It's not easy. We've got to quit believing that God is putting bad stuff on us. Well, you know, he just wanted me to go through this. No, he didn't. devil's trying to kill you. He didn't want you to go through that. The devil's trying to kill you. The devil's trying to keep you from, from going out with joy and being led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills applauding as you come through. Because God's word has been fulfilled in your life. You know, God, God has a word for you today. He's speaking it to you right now. Listen, quit, quit, quit trying to dictate to God. Quit trying to dictate to God how things are going to be and receive what he says. Can I read you one, one more scripture? What's, what's your favorite scripture, Annie? Proverbs 3, what? Proverbs, let's just go there. Let's go to Annie's favorite scripture and we'll end with this. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Uh, this, this is, Amen this is good stuff. I, I mean, I know, I, mean, I know you're like, boy, just rip off your arm to pat yourself on the back. No, I'm just talking about the Word, these, these scriptures. So look what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Say that with me. Say, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord with, all with all of your heart. Look what it says in the next verse. Lean not to your own understanding. You know what? You don't know it all. You know why? You know why you don't know it all? Because His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You know what? We need, to, we need to let God elevate our thinking to His thinking. And sometimes, sometimes what that means is that we have to think differently than what the world and what the, the environment that we've been brought up in differently than what they've told us. God says he loves us. You know what You know what? some people are trying to say? "All oh, those Christians hate us. God don't love us. If God loved us, he'd accept us the way that we are. You know what? He does accept you the way. He accepted me cussing in my prayer. He stepped down and he saved me. He looked beyond all my faults and he saw my need. He accepted me like I was. But over a period of time, I changed. And I didn't change because he was a tyrant. Because he's just some old ogre that said, well, bless God, if you hang out with me, you better change. No, it was, like a, it was like when I married my wife. You know, when I married her, I changed. I couldn't be as selfish as I had been. Amen. We got one man up in here. Amen. That man has learned something. Some people are still trying to learn the lesson, Clint. That's why they're on their fourth one. I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just saying. Learn the lessons or, you know, go down the path. But I, I, learned, I learned that um, now, you know what? It wasn't, it, it wasn't uh, uh, that I had to change because she demanded it. You know why I changed? Because I loved her. Because I wanted to spend my life with her. It wasn't legalistic. See, some people like, like, well, when you go to church and God's going to make you change. God ain't going to make you change. But when you fall in love with him, you'll want to change. Amen. All of a sudden, you start to think differently. You know, I want to, I uh, you know, I, qu- I quit using curse words because I didn't think they were pleasing to the Lord. You know, that's what Peter did when he denied Jesus to to try to separate, to try to be, to try to make them think he wasn't a a Christian, he cursed. (laughs) Some Christians say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, if you want to be disassociated from Jesus, yeah, it's fine. Go for it. That's what Peter did. But see, I I felt like that I needed to put that aside. And so I did. God didn't make me. I chose to do that. He loved me if I hadn't. Because he loved me before I ever accepted him. But there was, there's something about having a relationship with him. Trust. When you begin to trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding, next, look what the next part of the verse says. And this, this is the one that's going to help you big time. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Say, acknowledge him. Acknowledge. And it says, and he will make straight your paths. Um, in all your ways, acknowledge him. King James says this, and he will direct your path. He was right I'm a pilot. When I, when I leave here, I'll go, I'll get in our airplane, I'll fly it over to um, Ohio to preach tonight. When I leave, now if uh, we were going to leave from Wiley Post, but we're not going to leave from Wiley Post. We're going to leave from where we're based at, which is in uh, Guthrie. Now when I get in the airplane and I leave from Wiley Post, there's a, there's a control tower there. In order to move on the airport, I have to call them up. My the 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 uh, uh, registration number of my airplane is 92H 92HW. In pilot talk, it's 2 Hotel Whiskey. So I will when I take off out of Wiley Post, they will say contact departure Oklahoma City departure on such and such a frequency. Well, I'll I'll pull up the frequency, I'll get on the radio, and I'll say Oklahoma City Approach. Mooney nine or two hotel whiskey, through two thousand, climbing nine direct, uniform Sierra Echo, which is uh, Wasion, Ohio, a uh, Fulton County Airport. Uh, I don't say all that. I just say you, I just tell them. As, I, I try to be as brief as possible. Uh, climbing nine direct, uniform Sierra Echo, uh, requesting flight following to my destination. Air traffic control will respond and say. Mooney, 9 or 2, Hotel Whiskey, Oklahoma City approach. Uh, squawk, and they'll give me a number to squawk. Something, something, something. And then they may give me this instruction. They'll say, uh, fly, fly east toward the downtown buildings. Stay north and east until uh, uh, at or below 2,500, and then direct. Well, when they tell me that, when they give me instructions... What does the Bible say God watches His word to perform it? Isn't that right? God watches His word to do it. He won't let one word drop. When when they say that, do you know what their expectation is for me when they give me an instruction? When air traffic control gives me an instruction, you know, uh, go 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 east toward downtown. And that remain north, north and east of downtown. Uh, once northeast of downtown, you can go direct and climb, you know, to your uh, requested altitude. When they tell me that, they expect me to acknowledge them. Oh yeah. You know what? You know what acknowledging means. I heard you. If I don't, if I don't respond to them, do you know what they will do? They will come on and say it again. And then they will say this, uh, 9 or 2 Hotel Whiskey, please acknowledge. In other words, they want me to tell them what they just told me so that they know that I understand what they're saying. So that I, amen. So that they know that they're directing my path. Are y'all hearing me today? See, we've got to acknowledge the Lord for our path to be directed. And the way that we acknowledge him is by letting him know, I heard you, God. Okay. That, that's why, because some of you like, why does he have us keep talking like this? Um, acknowledge him okay. in all your ways and he'll direct your path. You know what? When I when I finally say it, when I say uh, Oklahoma City approach, uh, nine or two hotel whiskey, at or below 2,500 till north and east of downtown, then direct and climb to nine or 1,500. Then they're happy. They're like, you know, Oklahoma City altimeter is whatever, whatever. And then they'll hand me off to the next controller. When, when the time is appropriate. When I get to the next controller, I have to acknowledge them. When I get to the next controller, I have to acknowledge them. When I get on the next controller, I have to acknowledge them. I acknowledge them all the way. It, it, I, I always take flight following and fly visual flight rules. And uh, flight following, they, fl- they follow me all the way to my destination to make sure I arrive. I mean, if you want to arrive, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. How many of you received this today? Amen. Praise God. Listen, stand up where you're at today. We're we're uh, going to do two things. We're going to, uh, I'm going to offer prayer today, and we're also going to receive an offering. Uh, Some people wonder why we receive offerings in church. Well, because we need the money. It's very simple. (laughs) There's no, you know, what are you going to do with this money? We're going to spend it. (coughs) See, that's my son. I used to look like that. My bones are like those. bones are like those. Show me your shoulder blade. No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, he's clueless. He's like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we, we, we receive, we, honestly, we receive offerings because the Bible commands us to be givers. You know, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave. God, God was a perfect example. He gave his best, and um, he gave his best before there was any guarantee that any of us would even pay him any mind. So we, re- we receive offerings because uh, God set the standard. He gave and we gave, and, and we give. And when we give, the Bible says we give, and it's given back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God causes men to give into our bosom. That with the same measure that we give, God will measure it back to us again. And so today as we receive our tithe and our offering, um, I want you to acknowledge God in this. If you give, it'll be given back to you. Amen. Now, it doesn't always come back financially. Now, you you can you can expect financial blessing. Don't get me wrong, and you ought to. You ought to expect that when you sow. You know, when you plant potatoes, you get potatoes. When you plant corn, you get corn. When you plant green beans, you get green beans. You don't plant carrots and get you know uh, apples. You know, whatever seed you sow, that's what you get back. If you sow, in fact, when you look at that scripture that says, given it shall be given unto you, it it talks about it. You sow mercy, you'll get mercy. If you sow compassion, you'll get compassion. If you sow love, that's what you'll receive back. If you sow ugly, you're going to get ugly. Try it. Just be ugly to everybody. See what you get back. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So when you sow financially, you know what? You can expect a financial return, a financial harvest but that's not the only way that God blesses that's not the only way that he blesses God blesses in all kinds of ways Um, when we when we give not only of our finances but we give of ourselves and the Bible the Bible tells us that he wants us to give of ourselves first and then of our money so I know many of you are regular attenders you give tithe you give offering and we participate in what we call supersede someone told me yesterday or the day before this week 16 is that right is it week 16 or 17 16. so uh we we do this uh we give 16 uh, 16 today we're giving some of us over and above our tithe and our offering what we would normally give we're giving 16 dollars more and the reason why we're doing that is because we are joining our faith together that as we give to the lord he's going to bless us what what we're agreeing is that with about is next week god's going to give you 17 over and above now we don't do this for the purpose of fundraising we do this because we want to join our faith with others in finance. We want to see you get a hold of this and it work in your life. So I'll agree with you for $17 in Jesus' name next week that God is going to supply it. supernaturally. Somehow God's going to supply it. Now I know somebody say, can that happen? Yeah, it can. Amen. Does all the time. And uh, uh, even more than that, you know, uh, we see the Lord bless us. But today, as you give, I want you to give in faith, believing you're gonna receive a harvest. Uh, You can give through text to give. Uh, If you text the keyword Winners Church to 77977, uh, it will bring up a page and you have the option to give online. You can write a check. You can give cash. If you need an envelope, there are envelopes on that shelf back there, uh, offering envelopes that you can uh, use to give. Now, some of you will go to churches and they'll say, if you're visiting with us, don't give nothing. I don't say that to people. That's stupid. you need God. You need God in your finances. And so, um, if you're visiting, I, I, I think you ought to listen to the Holy Spirit and participate. However it is that He tells you uh, to participate, I will. I will tell you this: um, we're, our church is unique in in this way. Um, the Lord has always supplied everything that we have need of. God has blessed us big time financially. If we didn't receive another offering for a long time we would still remain open. We would still make it because we got way, we got way more than enough. God blesses us time financially and, he, and he'll continue to do so. So the, the greatest need that we have and, and this is where you could be an answer to our prayers. How many of you would love to be an answer to prayer for somebody? Here's how some of you can answer our prayer. Do you know what we need more than anything here at Winner's Church? We need people. We got plenty of money but we don't have enough people to do the things that we feel like God's called us to do. Every week, we send people into Oklahoma City to minister salvation. Cherie takes a group out on the streets of Bricktown every other week to to share the gospel with people. How many did we have, did we win uh, last week? How many? Okay, okay, so every other week, we're at the hospital. So at the hospital, so at the hospital, We minister healing to sick people. We minister hope to broken people. Every other week, we're at the hospital ministering to people. Last last week, we were over here at the park in our neighborhood handing out uh, uh, Easter stuff. We just want to show the love of God to the people that are around here. We want to give people hope. We want to offer people prayer. Um, We we have a rather small congregation, you know, we have between, you know, uh, 60 and 80 people that are regularly attend our church if if we had 150 people I'm telling you right now we could wreak havoc in the kingdoms of darkness I'm, I'm going to revival sometimes folks from the church will go with me to these revival meetings that we have some of our revival meetings last seven months so sometimes I'm back and forth every week in the airplane we're having revival, and I'm not talking about just meetings. I'm talking about the sick are healed, the bound are set free, the lost are delivered, demon-possessed people get set free. I'm talking about a demonstration of the power of God: blind eyes opening, deaf ears hearing, and decisions being made for Christ. In we were we were in one church over 30 weeks. In 18 weeks, over 800 decisions were made for Christ in, in that time, and it wasn't during altar calls at the church after church tree was taking groups of people out on the streets to minister and over 800 decisions were made in the streets of the community where we were preaching we need people we need people that have a heart to do the work and the will of god and so that's how you could be an answer to prayer you know if you've been looking for a place to plug in and to do the purpose of god you found the place we will we, we'll, amen we'll help you find your purpose you say, well, what if my purpose isn't going out and preaching? We'll find your purpose. We'll put a trumpet in your hand. Amen. I say that to Lily because she's a trumpet player. Did you know what I played in the band? Trumpet. <laughs> but anyway, so uh sow your sow your seed today. Let's let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to give. As people give today, may it be given back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege to do this today. And Lord, bless your people. Bless them for their obedience to you. God, may the kingdom be furthered as we're obedient with our money. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. And everybody that believed it said amen. If you have a visitor's card, please bring it and drop it in this offering basket. If you're intimidated about coming forward, give it to someone around you that looks like they're bolder than you are and have them and have them bring it for you uh if you have an offering to bring whether it's cash or a check you can bring that again make your checks to winner's church make sure that if you're doing text to give you text the keyword winner's church to that number if you don't put winner's church in there your offering's going to go to tampa florida to a church uh i can't remember the name of the church uh the river it's going to go to the river church and uh And we we found that they're not real, you know, they're they're not going to send it back to us. So anyhow, uh, (laughs) we're just believing that one of those $250,000 gifts is going to be sent to us one of these days. And uh, amen. And then when Rodney comes looking for it, we'll be like, well, you know, you got some of ours, so we're just going to take some of yours. (laughs) Anyway, praise the Lord. But if if you do have an offering to give, you can drop it in the basket anytime Listen, today, if you need prayer of any kind, we're going to pray for you. Number one, if you're here and you've never given your heart to Jesus, today's your day. Maybe you have given your heart to him in the past. Maybe some of you aren't living for him the way that you should now. And you know you've broken fellowship. You're just out of fellowship with God. Some of you need to recommit your hearts to Jesus. And I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. Nothing shameful about it. You know, Jesus said this. He said, if, you, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. Th- there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, it, it is rather humiliating to come to the Lord. But that's the thing. That's being humble. Imagine that we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due season. Listen if you're here today and you need to and you need to recommit yourself to the Lord or if you've never given your heart to him ever before. I want to pray with you today. If if that's you, I want you to get out of your chair and slip up here to the front and pray with me. I know I know that it's it's uh, rather uncomfortable, but the reason why I the reason why I do that is because if you can if you can overcome that fear then God can help you. I'm so glad you came, Heather. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that needs to come? If if there's anyone else that needs to come, please come. If you need to surrender your heart to the Lordship of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Listen, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. God loves you. And we do too. No one here is going to think anything about you. In fact, we're, we're, we're rooting for you. I don't know if you're hearing some of the song my son is playing, but he's playing like the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Only at Winner's Church, man. <laughs> the sun ain't coming out tomorrow. He's coming out today. Amen. Is there anyone else? Do you need to recommit yourself to the Lord? Listen, don't 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 reject him today. Is that it? All right, we're going to pray together. Let's pray together. I'm so glad Shelby you came. I want y'all to you, you stand here next to Shelby and face me here right quick. We're going to pray to we're going to pray together. With these that have come. No, that's okay. Yeah, we're winging it here. Uh, there's a reason why you came it's because God's spirit is dealing with your heart there's still some yet that God's dealing with them in their hearts maybe they just don't have the courage to come forward it doesn't mean you know just because you don't have the courage to come forward doesn't mean you can't pray so we're going to pray today and we're going to ask God to touch you he, he's already touching you but we're going to believe for a life change today So I want you to say this prayer with me. Mean it with all of your heart. Everyone all over the building, say this with us. Say, Jesus, I come to you today to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood and come into my life. I surrender all that I am. And all that I have to you, Lord. Take me. I'm yours. Fill me today full of your Holy Spirit. And let me live victorious from today forward. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for these two. Father, I thank you for the, uh, for the obedience of these women to surrender their hearts and their lives to you. I thank you, Lord. Lord, fill them full from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet with your spirit. God, may they be so transformed today that they'll never, never, ever, ever be the same because of what you've done in their lives today. I loose your spirit on them right now. Be filled to overflowing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Same thing that happened to Lily, the other nights happening to you right now. God's spirit is on you. You know, sometimes when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, we call we call it getting drunk in the spirit. Cuz people start to get under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and sometimes it get a little hard to walk. A little hard to stand. Hey, uh, you Yeah, it gets hard to talk. It gets hard to talk. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for these that have come. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do something some of you may not be familiar with, but I'm gonna, I, I have a word for you, Vanessa. Vanessa, right? No. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I didn't know if I remembered right or not but uh, but the spirit the Spirit of God today is, is he's pestering you it's like he's the, I don't I don't know that you expected that the spirit of the Lord would uh, begin to um, would would begin to prod at you and begin to provoke something in you but but the but the Lord is he's he's uh, he's trying to provoke something in you I, I believe that there is a there's a reality of the, uh, of the presence of God that you're going to leave here with today. That there's been a, there've been some things that maybe you've observed them and seen them in others or seen them around, but you've never been able to really wrap your mind around it because it's just a foreign concept to you. And I think that maybe in your mind, you thought, well, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe these folks are just, uh, you know because they believe it so much you know they they create this thing and but the lord the lord says uh the lord want me to let you know that that what he's that what he's going to reveal to you is that this this that, that is happening isn't created by man it's by it's by his spirit and so I hear the Lord saying that, um, you're about to encounter God's spirit in a way that you never have in your whole entire life. You're about to come face to face with the reality of God's presence in a measure that you've never even experienced before. And so the Lord said, you came here not expecting that there'd be a change, but God says, not only are you going to be changed, the Lord says, you're going to be transformed by what God does in your life today. So I'm going to, just put my hand on you and As I do, now already his spirit is coming upon you and you're aware of his presence. But there's something that's going to happen on a a way greater level. See, I'm gonna say something over y'all. For for some reason or another, and I don't don't understand this too much, I'm just gonna say what I hear. But it's almost like you all have felt like, well, you know, we haven't really done everything we need to do to entertain God's presence in our lives. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. He has never ever left you and he has never forsaken you. And in the times that you thought you had ditched him, you hadn't ditched him, he was just quiet. but the Lord says he's a that his voice is about to become amplified in your lives and you're about to you're about to become aware of his voice and his word for you and his leading of you and uh, there's not anything, there's not any place you could go or anything you could do to get away from it not David said, not this David, but King David, the the psalmist David, (laughs) said this. Even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. And that's what you're going to experience. There's no getting away from what he's going to do today. So, Lord, I thank you today. I thank you for Vanessa. Lord, I pray that your spirit would fall mightily upon her. Lord, that today that uh, she'd begin to acknowledge your word, acknowledge what you're saying and as a result, Lord, you direct her path right, right directly toward you and toward what it is that you're uh, releasing for her today. I thank you for what you've uh, done in Tim and in her this, this last couple of days. And Lord, I declare release today of your spirit. May your presence fall mightily upon the both of them. And may your, not only may your kingdom come, but may your will be done in the both of their lives uh, from today forward in a greater measure. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, let the fire of the Holy Ghost be manifested. May she be filled full today for your glory, God. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm just going to do this. If you need prayer of any kind today, any, will you come? Elders, will you come? David, Hilda, um, Miss Rhonda, praise God. If you need prayer today of any kind, come and stand in front of one of these elders. Let them pray for you. Spread out a bit so they have some room. If you need prayer, come. We'll pray for you. If you don't need any prayer today, we're grateful to God that you came to be a part of this great service with us. Thank you so much for coming. How many of you uh, have sensed the presence of the Lord in here today? Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. we, we You know, this Easter service, um, things are a little bit different on Easter than they are other times. Um, not, not purposefully. It just seems to turn out that way. But boy, I feel like we had a wonderful day today. Um, listen, you can remain here as long as you want to, worshiping, praying with us. Uh, the elders are going to remain here praying for those of you that need prayer. Um, uh, you can go in his presence anytime before you leave here, Regina, it's so good to see you. We love you so much. You're so awesome. And your babies are the bomb, man. We love those kids. Little Rosie, she squeaks at me every now and again. But anyhow, I love her. She's awesome. Um, but it's so so good to see you. And uh, we hope to see you regular. We, we, you know we love you. but uh, And the rest of you as well. So you can go in his presence. Before you leave, love someone because you do. Uh, We're back here Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pastor David is going to be finishing up what he started the last time he did Wednesday. He had a second point. He's a little nervous because he's like, you know, I don't think I remember that second point. But anyway, no, 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 he remembers. He's put it together. You don't want to miss it. Uh, I'm sure he'll bring everyone up to speed on the first point. But Brother David will be ministering. Don't miss it. And uh, then I'll see you all next week. Glory to God. I will. I'll see you all next week. Don't forget about the other things that are happening. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, We'll see you all soon. In Jesus' name, have a blessed day with your families. If you need prayer, come. Amen.